Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights, episode about the Worlds of Sport event on Father's Day weekend. John Canzano, uh, a Portlander, is uh, putting that together with another partner. Got a great list of sponsors. This is a first-time show, which is going to be a lot more than a card show. Thanks, sponsors, Tops Panini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, CompC.com and uh, Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. One of his reasons for uh, contacting me, aside from me being a pro bono consultant, is uh, he wanted to know if Beckett Media would be interested in in uh, being there. And when I was running the company, we were always interested in being there, but is the value proposition appropriate? And uh, on a first-time show, usually we're wait and see. So just an uh, opportunity for you to listen in. Here's our conversation. Full background. I was uh, one of those little kids who grew up reading Beckett Magazine in mid to late 80s, early 90s. I should have been buying vintage cards at the time. We all know that now. (laughs) But I'm a sports writer. My dad was a professional baseball player in the Mets organization. He was in AAA in 1969 when they won the World Series. I grew up around baseball, loved the game, where I found my passion as a collector. But I've become a sports writer and a radio show host. And I've attended national conventions and I've attended local shows. A few years ago, one of my daughters expressed some interest in VidCon, the YouTube convention, and she's a content creator. So I went with her and I said, why aren't we doing a sports convention like this in Oregon? I live in the Portland area and we've got the headquarters of Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, Columbia. There's some natural synergy there. At the time, I pitched it to a few different people and I got mixed reactions. I uh, eventually connected with uh, a guy named Brian Capel, the creative director for the college football playoff. We recognize there's an issue in Portland perception-wise with homelessness. We wanted this show to benefit um, community organizations. Uh, We got a lot of different people involved and it's a very diverse, different kind of show. So there is memorabilia, there is sports tech and some other things. Is all this going on pre-COVID, during COVID, after COVID's subsided a little bit? When is this deliberation and your negotiations and this architecture happening? Right in the smack in the middle of early COVID. So I'm writing sports. I'm covering Final Fours and college football playoffs and stuff. And all of a sudden, the game stopped. What did people do? We went into our garage. We pulled out our car. We all started sending things in to be graded and caused this mass gridlock in the grading companies. But when events come back, we wanted to be positioned to have an event that would benefit some community partners. I've not put on large-scale events. I'm a sports columnist, radio show host. I do some TV. So this wasn't in my wheelhouse, but I had a vision for it to be very interactive. I want a kid to be able to get in a batting cage or swing a golf club and maybe play uh, esports or gaming. But the heart and soul of an event like this has to be memorabilia. It has to be collectibles and baseball and football cards and basketball cards. This is an evolution of that idea. Yeah, it happened early pandemic, which felt real dicey. Originally, this event was supposed to be held in January around Super Bowl time, but we kept pushing back. We weren't in competition with other events because the venues were wide open. Your Father's Day, many successful shows have recurrent annual weekend that they can stake out. Are you staking your claim on Father's Day or just happened that way this year? Because that's challenging. It it could be great and it could be complicated because of the competition of uh, family activity. What was your thinking there? As we started to look at competition with the Super Bowl, competition with March Madness, our sports calendar was off anyway in the last year. We started looking at what about summertime? One of the best times in Portland, great weather. Then we looked at Father's Day weekend and we had that discussion. Are you cannibalizing the show by holding it on 
Father's Day weekend. We decided, let's give it a shot. We all buy socks or ties for dad on Father's Day. Let's actually get dad something that he wants. Let's get him a ticket to this convention. Sports has always been the glue in father-son, father-daughter, mother-son relationships. That's what we see at ballparks and in stadium. But we decided to see what's there. You're a sports writer and a radio guy, but in order to be successful with this, you have to be a marketing guy. It's everything marketing of of your message getting out there and going viral. I noticed when you had all these uh, benefits or reasons to go, there wasn't any mention of any free gifts or promos or kind of stuff. It's heavy on the experience, but a lot of people decide to come. It's just like what you related about how this would be a great gift for fathers I agree. And a father and a son go into the, or mother, daughter, whatever, family activity. This is, it's a family activity type weekend. But to lean into the Father's Day thing and just say every father in attendance is going to get a, a free gift from one of the sponsors or or something like that, because I, you can't pretend like you don't know it's Father's Day. It's, let's honor the father, and whether they bring their son or daughter or not, or mom, but specifically fathers. If you're a father and you bring your son, then you go to the head of the line. You're first in the batting cage. Really lean into the aspect of this is Father's Day. I've been aware of shows that were big hits on Father's Day and then shows that were really a problem. So it's all in the way you position it. People want free stuff. Kids want free stuff, but dads want free stuff too. I wouldn't be too subtle about the fact mm-hmm. that, uh, yeah, dads, you could come and you're not sure what to get your dad, a $16 ticket or a $22 ticket. By the way, your admission fees... Uh, did you do some market research on that? Because you have 16 bucks for a day and 22 for the weekend. It's not unreasonable and, and free for 10 and under if you come with your parent. But is your goal to get more people or is your revenue model, you need that gate to make this a profitable event? Yeah, the sponsors have been fantastic. We didn't want to rely on the gate for it to be successful. We had done some research on events at that venue. We've done research on golf shows and boat shows and other similar type shows at that convention center venue. And we wanted to be priced on the lower end as a first year event, right? We want to make it accessible to people. We approached a couple of sponsors, Dutch Bros in particular came in and said, look, we want kids to be free. And so they are paying a sponsorship that basically pays the admission of kids who are coming into the venue. Our team is made up of the creative director, Brian Capel, Mike Colas, who is the event director, myself. We don't want to be sitting back and going, hey, we need 20,000 people for this event to be successful. We want the right people in the room. We want the right dealers in the room. We want the right esports partners in the room and the sneaker companies in the room. Obviously, we have some panel discussions, but that price point was set to make it accessible to people because we want young people in the room who want careers in sports. We want young collectors in the room, not just people like me in the room wandering around looking at vintage cards. Again, if it's an experience, if you go to Disneyland, you're going to go on a lot of rides. If you go to a card show, you're going to get to look at a lot of cards. And so just trying to figure out what the value proposition is. If you're a VIP or get one of the packages at the National, which you've been to, and I've been to all those, you get some free autographs or you get some promos. To what extent are there going to be free autographs or signers or things like that? Now in the days of NIL, it seemed like they'd be wide open, especially in Portland, where you got lots of different sports and really active fan base. Yeah, we've got uh, a number of college athletes that are coming on NIL deals that are going to participate in a panel discussion. We've got authors who have written books and professional athletes coming in. Also, some sponsors are bringing in athletes to do meet and greets and signings at their individual booths. So those activations are going to be pretty cool. Once you get in the venue, it is a lot like Disneyland, all right? All the rides are there for you. And so 
you will have the opportunity. Let's say you walk in there with a 12 year old kid, that kid can kick a field goal on a goalpost, can make a basket on a uh, NBA basketball court, can kick a goal in a soccer pitch. The timbers and thorns will be there uh, with a soccer pitch. Uh, we've got the ability to throw a pitch and we've got a radar gun and a speed pitch. So a lot of experiential things that are all included with the admission that go in addition to the card memorabilia side of the operation, sports technology side, and then panel discussions with experts in the industry. And yeah. The challenge is I, I think you're liable to have more non-collectors attending than collectors. And so you have that challenge in marketing it in the kind of the bifurcation of you got a bunch of collectors that just want to know how many tables are going to be there and they're going to be enough vintage or brand new unopened stuff that I can look through as opposed to people who are going to just breeze right through that and go do these participatory things. And so that's the challenge in your website, your other marketing materials is that it's almost like you need one website or one landing page for the collectors and, and they're going to want to know PWCC is a pretty big brand now in the industry and they're right there with you. And they're one of your key sponsors. If it's a collector, they're gonna, they will have heard of PWCC and they're going to want to know, is there some benefit to me from PWCC? Or if PWCC, they always want more great cards, but just to be able to tout that, because what you're pitching me now is way better, John, than what was on your website. Mm -hmm. And so I think people can't be expected to read between the lines and think, oh, it's going to be better than what they said there. The people that don't like Disneyland are the people that didn't go. And thought oh, I couldn't be that great. Once you're there, they're going to yeah. have a great time. So once they get to your worlds of sport, they're going to have a good time. So then the challenge is getting them to show up. And so yeah. your entry fee, your price is not outrageous for checking it out. They'd come in. You need some, I think, bigger hook. One of the most impressive things you have, and I encourage people to go to worldsofsport.com. You got an outrageously great list of sponsors. That covers the social responsibility, giving back, as well as the pro and major league, minor league, lots of sports, lots of teams, media partners. My hat's off to you on that. That'd be the main reason I'd be really curious about the show, not a grid of 68 tables of card mm -hmm. shows. Kyle Robertson, the show that was just recently here, had 700 tables. There are probably people flying in from Portland for that. Okay, well, Those are the most serious ones. But there's a lot of casual collectors that come to that one, but we're going to come to yours as well. Yeah. So got to figure out how I'm going to get the attention of the average person. That this is a place to be on Father's Day weekend. And I've got to check it out. And I'm at least going to come back with some goodie bag or something. Or at least my dad's going to say that was a great experience going with my family on Saturday or Sunday, whatever. I, I think dads are hard to buy for. Yeah. I know that from experience, but you know, most dads love doing stuff with their kids or, or just being around other dads and things like that. So I'm glad you're doing it, but it still is a challenge. So even the things you were saying, a lot of the successful shows are a little more overt and upfront about this is the autograph price. Or if you were to say, if it really is like Disneyland, which seems like a lot of money when you pay for the ticket, but then you realize everything except for your food is is now covered. And so if your situation is that once you pay to get in, you're, you're at Disneyland. You can do all these different rides and experiences and there'll be no additional charges other than obviously buying some sports memorabilia and cards that you want. That's not free, but there may even be free gifts there. And so they've got to know they're not going to walk in and walk out 15 minutes later and say that this was no fun. I think anybody that comes in, if they like sports, it's their fault if they don't have a good experience. 
but it's your fault if they don't try it. You've got to get them in the door, you and your team. You touted that there were seminars without much specificity, and maybe that's going to shape up in the next uh, couple of weeks as you get closer. But the way you described it, some of the seminars could be really cool. Yeah, they're going to be going on right in the middle of the venue. So there's a grand stage. It's in the middle. There's a DJ that will be playing on the stage when the seminars are not going on. Uh, There are some card breaks that will happen uh, twice a day on the stage. And the cards will go to people who are sitting in the seats during the seminar. So the seats will be numbered. And as the uh, cards are being opened, if you happen to be sitting in seat five, card five is going your way. So you have a chance there to walk away with something of value. As You're killing me. You've got to say that unless yeah. you're trying to have this big reveal two weeks before, but we're yeah. approaching and things like that sound really cool. Yeah. And then, They're thinking, wait, yeah. Mike, all I can do is show up. So if it really is that, and the other thing is you're now telling me, because I think you're a content guy. This is not just a mingle thing. You've got an agenda, you've got schedules, you've got things planned out. I would lay that out there. Yeah. Then they're going to yeah. say, no, I'm going to try to get there at some point on Saturday or Sunday. I, say, I got to be there at two o'clock. I want to be yep. sitting in the lucky number seven chair to get the seventh card off the break or whatever your deal is. I, I think you got to build some excitement that they can see that you've really thought of a lot of things. It's laid out and, and they got to be there at two o'clock or at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock or whenever you're saying, instead of getting there and say, oh, I didn't know that. Good point. Then some of the other panel discussions are about the industry, right? So Let's say you come in with your family and hit in your family's into gaming and esports. Someone else says, you know what? I want to be a sports agent someday. Someone else is into sneakers. Dad's into memorabilia and cards. All those panel discussions will be there. Yeah, I agree, I agree with you. You got to do a better job of laying out. Here's the schedule of events for Saturday. Here's the schedule for Sunday. But we're going to have a panel on design. So if you're into sneaker or apparel design, we're going to have designers who design for Adidas and Nike and Columbia available. We're going to have a panel on NIL. So we're going to get some of the college athletes at Oregon and Oregon State who are NIL kids to talk about navigating that world and what it's like for them. So you're right. I think it's a great idea. We got to do a better job of laying out those discussions. You're laying it all out there in a way that it sounds like, gosh, I I wonder how many of those I can go to or what I'm going to be missing. Am I going to miss one to go to another? Are they going to be recorded? Do they need to have a certain size to make? Or if they're small, I'm going to have a chance to ask all the questions. If they're big, that's exciting too. But if you have 20,000 people there, maybe not all at the same time, you got to have a lot of rooms or maybe you're going to have one big room for that. That sounds really cool. But like I said, if they know about that, then they're they're not going to say, I'm going to try to mosey on over there. Dad, we got to be there at 10 o'clock. I want to find out about this. In fact, I'm going to get a free signature from, I'm going to get a ticket for, for somebody there. Okay. 